Thank you for joining us here at True Print for Life. I'm your host, Christina Vera. And I'm your co-host, Mylene Samboys. Oh my goodness, I am so excited about today, guys. I mean, if you have been watching our social media and live, you know what we've been up to. Mm-hmm. But we're going to catch you up if this is the first time you're hearing our episodes. So I want to start this episode with a quote. It says, Literature is not about titles, positions, or flowcharts. It is about the one life influencing another. And that is by our amazing John Maxwell, who I love so much. So today, we were actually going to talk about how breaking the glass ceiling shouldn't be this hard. Mm -hmm. And you're like, what does that mean? So as many of you hopefully know by now, our very own, my co-host, my best friend, love her to life, Christina just won an election here in Columbus, Ohio. She won the Columbus City School Board. She won one of the three seats that were available. And that journey was definitely a journey. Definitely so, we got- a journey. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, let's just say congratulations for such an amazing accomplishment. Thank you so much. Yes. I couldn't have done it without you. There's I mean, so many other people, but thank you know, you. I go to the moon for you. <laughs> And, you know, so today we want to talk about what that was like, because many of you are thinking, I I would never run. That is just not for me. Or some Mm -hmm. of you are thinking, I want to run, but I don't know how Mm -hmm. or what to expect. Well, this is the episode for you. Also, if you maybe never want to run, but you definitely want to support someone that's running, this episode is going to be amazing also for you. Or if you just want to understand how the whole politician and, and elections works, because I sure did not know <laughs> until this, mm-hmm. this will be for you. So, Christina, tell us, how was that decision, right? You had to make a decision yeah. to run. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us, how did you come up with that idea of making a decision? And what was your why for running? Yeah, I mean, you know, honestly, um, you know, just thinking back, and we talk about this in a lot of our episodes, it's just like, you know, really seeing women in leadership, as a whole. I mean, if you look at national data across many industries, you know, there is a shortage of female representation in Fortune 500 companies as CEOs and especially women of color. Um, You you see um, a shortage of women representation even in the political climate, you know, whether it be state house, Senate, um, you know, mayors, things of that nature. And, you know, still even dealing with pay gap where women don't make as much as men in the workforce for the same jobs. And so I think for me, you know, I um, really often never seen a lot of women in the industries that as a, as a kid, just growing up, I didn't see women in leadership. I I never had seen, we still have not seen a woman president. Um, And, you know, I, I think for me, it was just, Instantly, I just kind of always went to this thought of, well, you know, um, if it happens, it happens. But there was never really intention behind even wanting to lead. Because I know also leading, there comes a lot with that, you know, and I've always the type of leader that I am is really behind the scenes. Like if you know me, you know, I don't I hate taking pictures. (laughs) I really hate being in the forefront. I like to create. I like to freely create behind the scenes to support other people usually. And so, um, you know, for years, people had always said, like, you know, you should really get involved. You should get involved in in civics, you know, in the civic process. And I just was like, no, (laughs) I don't want to. You were no, but you were one of the most intentional parents that Mm -hmm. I have seen 
um, watching the Columbus City School Board meetings. You were mm -hmm. watching the the you know the budgets. You were texting me actually, which is how <laughs> yeah. I know she was, guys. Um, and I just found that at first weird, but then fascinating that mm -hmm. you wanted to be this involved as just another community member. Yeah, because you know I I am a product of public education. You know I went to school here in Columbus, Ohio. And, you know, if you know anything about public education and specific to Columbus as a whole, you know, we are one of the largest urban districts in the entire state of Ohio. And but we're also a district that generationally has struggled where we would be an F rating for many years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sitting in those classrooms, I just remember feeling like because I was poor, this was the type of education that. I was allowed to have, mm -hmm. you know, and, and not really ever understanding that there were different types of education that young people were receiving, depending on, you know, what side of town that they lived on. Their and zip so, code. Yeah. And so when I became a mom and, you know, my kids also attend um, Columbus City Schools, you know, I was seeing a lot of the same stuff that I experienced as a kid. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, here we are in the millennial, you know, the 2021 in the capital. And now knowing what I know about business and knowing about just, you know, leadership as a whole, it really put, fired something inside of me to start challenging this notion that just because you went to public schools, it meant that you were going to receive something less than. And so I found myself just automatically advocating for my kids and then other people's kids watching the meetings, questioning certain things, still seeing that many of our schools just didn't have proper systems in place, didn't have wraparound services, buildings that are falling apart, no air conditioning. And so for me, it, it wasn't even about me. It was just like, what do we do to create change? And from there, I knew that I was going to have to put myself in an uncomfortable situation, which is running, mm -hmm. you know, being OK with having to be at the forefront of just really saying, like, enough is enough. Like, we need to demand more, but also having to put myself in the forefront to make that happen. And your family. Oh, absolutely. Right? Because when yeah. you're an elective official, you're running your whole life now you have opened the door to your house right? yeah That's, literally <laughs> so literally. can you walk us through a little bit of what was like okay so internally you made the decision mm -hmm. i'm gonna run yeah and then now i'm gonna run if my family's okay with this yeah right so did you have a conversation with your family about this before you you made the decision to run i did i i had a family meeting um with my immediate household like we got the kids together I talked to my husband about it first and he was just like, I mean, if that's what you want to do, like, you know, I know you would do a good job. And, and, and so to me, he didn't come at me in a way like you're crazy. Like we don't, we don't do that. It was knows, just, yeah. he knows me <laughs> enough and that's the power in partnership, right? Having people who, who are going to be supportive, even if they don't understand all the details. And then we talked to the kids and the kids were kind of like, well, what does this mean for us? Like, you know, young people, <laughs> they're like, the wait a minute, what does that mean? <laughs> my friend's going to be looking at me crazy now that my mom is, you know, all over the news. And, and so the girls really kind of, not all, no, my oldest, it's funny because my oldest, she was like, that makes sense to me. Like, that's something I could totally see you doing. <laughs> it was my middle child who had a lot of those questions about like, what does this mean? And my son, he's so sweet. He just, he didn't, he's still to this day, like when he's seen my picture in the newspaper, 
he he saw my face and I tried to explain to him like what it meant and he he was he didn't fully understand. So um and then I had to talk to like, you know, my extended family, my mother and my siblings and it was just like, "Hey, this is this is what I'm going to try to do. It, you know, it's not anything I've ever done before." Um and they were all really like supportive in in terms of just saying like, "All right, well let us know what you need." And then from there like the process just began. Yes. And I think you have to have people to believe in you, like surround yourself with people that believe in you, right? Because mm-hmm. if you had thought about this and I or your other family and friends would have been like, no, girl, that's not for you. Like you would quickly be like, okay, well, you know what? You're right. That's not yeah. for me, right? Like you're like, well, that, well, you know, that's what I needed to hear, right? Yeah. But you didn't get that, right? right. You, you got like oh, about time because if I get one more picture of that school board budget, I swear to God. <laughs> so I was very excited for you. I... Even now, like, it's not that you had extra time. So let's be clear. Like, she, Christina did not run because she had this all her extra time. Yeah. It was just a need. I think running, working with youth for the amount of time we had worked with youth and families, we saw how we were doing a great job here. And we could touch, you know, hundreds and thousands of girls. But how many thousands of girls were not, or youth, yeah. were not getting what they needed because we never got to speak with them. We never got to provide programming. Mm-hmm. So... We had to go inside to make the change, to be the change, right? And I'm thankful that Christina decided to be the one that took one for the team Mm -hmm. and decided to run and her why. So now we know the the decision and the why. Now, Now let's talk about a little bit about creating the process, a team, and getting on the ballot. Because depending on your state, right? So for us, we're only gonna speak about today, Franklin County and the state of Ohio. In the in the um, city of Columbus, because that's what we we did. That's what we were able to run. But you know, depending on where you are, there's a board of election um, in every county, so you can actually find that information. Mm-hmm. You can go online, and if you have any trouble, let us know. We're happy to search with you. Mm-hmm. But there is a board of election in every state, and they can provide you the process. We're gonna tell you what we had to find out, but mm-hmm. just to let you know. So tell us a little bit about what it was like to get like you know the the whole process started, the team, and getting on the ballot, which is the first step for running here in Columbus. Yeah, I think, you know, after you kind of come to the mindset of like, I'm going to run and then really tapping into your why, because I also believe, you know, you have to this can't be ego driven. It has to be service based. And, you know, once you can really wrap your mind around you're going to do it, why you're going to do it then it's like, okay, how do I get there? And I, I had ne- no political uh, experience, no ties to that, you know, that essential world, because it is a world, let me tell you. Okay. Um, but I knew that I wanted to surround myself with people who also core values were in alignment with mine. So it wasn't about just running out and hiring a firm and surrounding myself with all these people who had been in the game for so long. Because I think sometimes we think like, oh, okay, well, if I just, you know, hire somebody, they'll handle it from here Mm -hmm. and they'll get me to my final destination, which sometimes that works. But sometimes it doesn't because, you know, you can invest in the wrong people, invest in the wrong corporation. So. I knew that's not the route that I wanted to go just because I wanted to be able to handpick like who was going to be on this journey with me. Because if I had to spend 11 months of my life with individuals, I wanted it to be people who were rooted in service, rooted in compassion and authenticity and were going to motivate me on days when I knew I wasn't going to have the energy to do this. And so, um, you know, finding, researching different women-based groups, um, whether here locally or nationally, sending emails to them, introducing myself as this, you know, this progressive candidate. 
um, and having meetings, just just sharing my why, sharing what I was hoping to be able to collectively bring to my community. And through all of those conversations, you know, seeds of people would kind of surface from that. And people like, I want to help. Even if they had never been part of a campaign before, they believed enough in me and saying that I, I don't know what we're going to do, just like I didn't know what we were going to do. Um, but they they rallied around that. And so many people really rallied around the petition process. So a petition essentially is a legal document that in every county state it's different, but you have to have so many live signatures from people to be able to actually get on that ballot that you uh, vote with and come your election season. So you went to the board of election and register as a candidate, right? Yes, I went to the board, registered as a candidate. They printed out these petitions that needed to have live signatures from residents in my county. 20 per sheet, yeah, by the way. 20 per sheet. Um, and this is in the midst of a pandemic, mind you. So people kept saying to me, like, you're crazy to run in a pandemic. Why would you do in that? In the winter. In the winter. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, because, you know, if, you, if you're if you going to show up for people, you know, I, I want to show up when they need me, when they really need this type of service. So I wasn't... Um, I wasn't discouraged by the fact that it was COVID. I just knew it was winter in Ohio. <laughs> and I was like, how are we going to get people to door knock and canvas and do all this in, in the winter in Ohio? And, but we did, we, we had pull up events. We gave, you know, petitions to volunteers. They collected in their workplaces, churches, their friends. And so we were able to collect enough signatures to certify, which once you collect those signatures, you submit that to the board they review all those signatures to make sure that they're valid. Um, and then once you um, once they do that, each county requires a certain amount of signatures. And then if you achieve that, then you move on to the certification process, which makes you at that time an official candidate. Yes. And so I our suggestion for that, if you're going through that process, is get double of what you need. Because mm -hmm. some, um, you know, some people sign your petition and they're not in your county or they're yeah. not in your district. And that could be disqualifier. So for us, I think we needed over 300. Four. 400. And we almost got double. So we got about 786, I think it was the number, yeah. um, of valid um, signatures, right? right? So that made the difference. Mm -hmm. um, I went to the Board of uh, Election and asked, okay, how can we make sure these are, you know, good signatures and, and good you know, parts of it. And they just gave us, they say, you know, a lot of people don't ask these questions. I'm like, well, we want to know. So we we knew that we we actually had to type them. We had to type the addresses and the names to help people. So when you took those those signatures in, you had the signatures and their information. And also along with that, a document of all of this information typed up. So it would make it easier for the Board of Elections to, you know, to verify yeah. these addresses because they had thousands of, you know, they had a lot Petitions of candidates, right? They had to check everybody's signatures, everybody's addresses. So to Mylene's point, you have to be willing to go the extra mile, even in the petition process, to help ensure that all the work that you're doing to collect these signatures, that there is an organization to it, that there's a method and thankfully, because of Mylene and a couple other volunteers, we were able to really be um, extremely intentional about how we submitted those signatures to make it uniform, to really help the process. So, yeah, so that that whole petition process, you know, it can seem daunting. Um, some counties, smaller counties, it's not as complex. You don't need as many signatures. But in a major city like Columbus, uh, the capital, like the numbers are just higher in general. 
Um, and it's just much more of a process. Right. Like you needed 400 and I think city council needed a thousand, thousand, right? So yeah. when you think about that, yeah. right? So depending on how you want to run, the, the specifics mm-hmm. and requirements will be different. But yes. we're, again, we're speaking about a school board. Yeah. So that was getting in there. The Once you got on the ballot, then you knew at that point, if I got certified and I became, you know, a candidate and I was, you know, a, now not running, mm-hmm. then, you know, you have to go to the next step, right? Because at that point you have, a, it's like a... It's a crossroads. If you did not get on the ballot at that point, then we knew like, okay, what well, we know, we can, you know, is in God's will, and then we'll try another time or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be, right, yeah. as a candidate. So if you don't get in the first time also, this has happened to a lot of people, don't be discouraged. Like, just try again. And now you learn from that experience and, you know, get get yourself familiar with some people that have experience in this process so how you can get on the ballot the next time. Yeah. So for us, we, have about a, we had about a month to actually collect um, those signatures, but you know, we made the decision in the winter, but if you made the decision today, then you have plenty of time to collect the signatures and get on the ballot. Mm -hmm. The second or third thing we want to talk about is fundraising and campaigning. So that was a whole new process, um, for you. Mm -hmm. So can you talk a little bit about what was the process of fundraising and campaigning? The campaigning process in itself is very mentally draining. Um, and I say that because, you know, you're up against you're up against incumbents, which are people who already uh, have the seat. They're already in the position. So, you know, most of the time they're rerunning for their spot and you're you're dealing with the public simultaneously. Um, so having to show up to different events, panels, forums like that's just your life for the next few months of just, you know, having to be on display like you have to be on display where they ask you questions essentially to see a reaction, to see how you're going to answer. And then you have to deal with the, you know, sometimes the nastiness of Mm -hmm. your opponents, of people who, you know, don't lead with integrity. They don't lead with respect. Um, They don't want you to win. (laughs) Obviously, they don't want you to win. They're there because they're running against you. And so I had to really, um, oftentimes I had to have a lot of, just self-conversations before I would walk into those rooms or even after just to kind of digress from such a hostile environment sometimes. And so I I say like that campaigning piece taught me a lot about myself. It taught me a lot about self-control. And like I said, just sticking to your core values of integrity, empathy, um, because regardless of what they were going to do to me, I had to be I was still on display. I was still on like, well, how is she going to react to that? You're still new, right? Yeah, you know, how is she going to react to what he just said about her? And, you know, so it was a lot of that On in addition to people who were like, well, you know, why her? You know, why, you know, some people are like, we don't want change. She's mm-hmm. too young to, to be, you know, because as a young professional too, sometimes people are like, oh, you haven't put in enough time. So there was just like all of this, you know, not all because I there was also a lot of really like heartfelt support. So I will say that like I I felt extremely humbled and grateful for the amount of people who really was like Christina, like yes, like how can we support you? Sharing my stuff on social media, donating, you know, because to run a campaign is, is expensive. And this is just on a, you know, as you go up in the political realm running for different seats, because I used to think like I was one of those people like, why did I raise the money? Like this is a waste of money. And then when the bills started rolling into <laughs> campaign, 
I understood it because it's it's essentially you have to introduce yourself to the world, to the, to a whole county, especially a county as large as Franklin County. And and I've always kind of been, like I said, behind the scenes leading. So there was a lot of people who didn't know who I was and, and many who still don't. Right. And so it was just this this entire process of having to like, you know, to, to put myself on display and there was to introduce yourself yeah, to the world to introduce yourself and to introduce your vision and mm-hmm. making people you know understand why we needed to rally around change especially as you've seen across the country public education education as a whole because of so much that's happened i mean we're seeing stuff now on boards that we've never seen happen during these meetings and so um it was a big 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 thing for me to be running for a seat in a large district like Columbus um and so it just it took a lot it took a lot of patience understanding there were days where I just like was like man I'm out of my element here this is just not my world this is not how I operate but I kept going back to my why like this is not about you and I know our like our tagline gets bigger than you but that's really how I felt why did you use it yeah I mean that's how I really how I felt I really felt like all right, Christina, this is about kids you haven't even met yet. This mm-hmm. is about families that you haven't even served yet. And so, you know, on those days that it was really hard and I had to deal with opponents who were just rude and nasty and people on the internet who were rude and nasty. Very disrespectful. I had to remind myself, like, it's not about them. And, you know, as long as I serve with integrity and, and authenticity, like, if it's God's plan, like I, I will get to where I need to get in this process. So, you know, the campaigning was that that's the piece of that fundraising. That was a whole thing in itself, having to get donations and host events. And um, so I will say that the fundraising piece is very important. It's something that I highly encourage you once you certify to start figuring out how you're going to raise money. Um, and that information is also at the Franklin County or your board of elections. You can look at budgets from past campaigns to give yourself a roundabout idea of how much something like this is going to cost you. Um, but I was one of those candidates that went into this like, oh, I don't really need money. It's fine. 2000 would yeah. <laughs> And then, you know, just to run radio was like almost seven, like almost seven grand just to run a 30 second introduction campaign for four, like maybe a week on one station, on one network. I only was able to afford like four, three or four days the other one I was able to afford seven days. And so just stuff like that, that, you know, that's how else am I going to reach a county as large as Franklin County? I can't possibly hit every door. So things like mailers, radio, um, it's not free. And, you know, so fundraising is super important. Yeah. So to a good point and, you know, and thank you to all the supporters, by the way, as we're here. Absolutely. You guys made this happen. Um, if you have a friend that is going to run or if you know a candidate that you believe on what they are, you know, uh, running for, mm-hmm. I encourage you to donate. Like even if it's a dollar a week, even if it's five dollars, like I really encourage you to do that because they do need those funds, mm-hmm. to, re- especially when they're new. And especially when they don't have like the connections of those people that have already run, like people that already ran, like they have the connections, they have the sponsors, they have like the system, right? At times where new people coming in, which is really what we need at this point, like yeah. new ideas, people with good values. Mm-hmm. Um, those people really need the support. 
And I am very grateful for the people that took a chance, yeah. not knowing Christina, and said, you know what, I believe in what she's saying, I'm going to support her. And even if it was a, a dollar or five dollars, that helped with a mailer, that helped with a commercial. Mm -hmm. So I say that to say a lot of people say, I don't know how to support. You can support by donating. You can support by uh, collecting signatures for them. You can support by sharing on social media because the people that you know may not be connected to your candidate. So it's really mm -hmm. helpful to do that. Yeah. At anywhere that you go that you can mention her name or... or put her, your sign, their sign in your, in your yard, all of those little things yeah. that we don't think about, they really help. So yeah. I just want to put that out there because for the longest, I was like, well, I want to support people and anybody. I'm like, I can support you. I can share your information. But I really understood the power of support mm -hmm. when I saw Christina running. Like when I saw yeah. you, like with this this process, I really understood the power of support yeah. and how you not had the support of all this people that you knew and brand new people, right. like new followers, new supporters. There's no way you would have gotten to where you got, right? No, I mean, when I seen those numbers come in on election night, so election night was just, just this past Tuesday. I mean, every couple of hours I would come back to the screen and I would see the numbers rise. And well, first of all, we were excited with 8,000. We thought 8,000 was really great because we thought that was the, num the final number. I, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I didn't know. I mean, I knew what I had calculated. Like I knew what I had calculated in terms of my win number, which is important. Know what your win number is. But I also knew what we were up against. It's a non-presidential election year. Um, COVID, there was just a lot happening. So I, I didn't, there was nothing to compare this to really because this was the first midterm election in the midst of a pandemic so there was nothing to compare it to mm -hmm. but um that night when I came back from you know uh, an event we had to stop over at and my husband was like have you looked at the numbers and I said no I haven't seen them in about an hour and at that moment across the screen the news had just called the Columbus City School Board race it was crazy because I literally turned on the channel as soon as they said, this is just in the Columbus City School Board race has been called. And it had, you know, uh, two incumbents in my picture that popped up on the screen. And I had seen that little over 37,000 people. Um, I actually ranked second. Yes. <laughs> second amongst six people in a, a, my first race. I instantly was just... I, I can't even explain to you like the feeling of what I knew that that meant not only for me and winning the race, but it showed that our community was like enough is enough. Ready. They, they are ready. They're activated. They showed up. They showed out, you know, and, and I wasn't far away from being first. You were not. I was like, like a couple hundred votes away from being actually first, which that doesn't matter. It's not about that. But it, it, it to me, it was about it was about the energy. It was about the community who showed up and said, you know what? We need change. I believe in this woman's ability to help create that change. I want her to represent me at the table in this capacity. So when I seen that, that's a that's a moment that I will never forget in my life. You know, just the whole process, even voting on election day with my oldest daughter. You know, I, my daughter turned eighteen this past June, and so this was her first election. Mm -hmm. And so, getting her registered to vote, we went to the polls. Her, myself, and my husband, um, and you know, walking into the board of elections to vote. And watching, you know, Maritza vote for the first time and then having the opportunity to vote for her mom. I think that was just like one of those surreal moments, 
you know, that I, I will never be able to feel again in this capacity. So, so yeah, the whole, the whole, um, the whole process is something that I truly feel humbled by. It's not something that I take for granted. Cause I think sometimes people can get comfortable or stagnant and become like, oh, well this, you know, of course they're going to vote for me. You know, like this, <laughs> this cockiness of right. entitlement and ego. it's like at no ego. Absolutely. And at no point, shape or form, will I ever feel like entitled to impact people's lives this way. And so, so yeah, so just the whole process, it, it was just, it was just a surreal, uh, even though it was hard, 11 months of a lot of hard things, this, this week made it all worth it. Yes, yeah. it did. That night. Yeah, that <laughs> night. Yeah. So, okay. So thank you for sharing that, Christina. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to talk about the mental health part, right? So mental yeah. health support and preparation that you had to go through in order to prepare you almost on a daily basis for yeah. this race? You know, honestly, I think my faith really grew tremendously in this process. Um, and so I think that having some type of, you know, system in place to really pour into yourself, mm-hmm. you know, I, I before going to speak at some of these things, I would, you know, I would pray, I would try to listen to an inspirational podcast, you know, trying to surround myself with as much um, uplifting positivity as possible, possible because, like I said, the world can be so ugly. You know, po- politics is ugly. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, it's all cute and stuff you see on certain commercials, but I can assure you, I honestly see why people don't run. I mm-hmm. see why women don't run. Oh, but they quit when they start. Because there's 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 so much there's so much negativity sexism, you know. Walking into some rooms, some of the comments I had to, you know, just kind of take back. Like, <laughs> did you just say that to me? Like, and, and you know, and, and being and them being so casual, um, you know. I remember going to a place and a man was like, "Well, she's pretty, so you know, you know, they need a little bit of that." Like, <laughs> oh, and it God. was just kind of like, you Sorry. know, like it was just such a, um, it it was such a disgusting. Instantly, I, I was irritated because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, that that offended me that just because of the way that I looked, that you felt that that was even a determining factor. Right. Um, so if I was ugly, but I had great values and something to bring, uh, you wouldn't even listen to me. But you would never say that to a man. You would never walk in and be like, oh, he's handsome. Let's vote for him. Right. You know, but it's it's the sexism that the world, you know, puts on women. And, right. and I think that, you know. They're constantly watching what she's wearing, you know. So I, I was trying to be cognizant every single time that I would dress for an event or a speaking forum because I also wanted, you know, I didn't want to give off the wrong impression. You, you didn't know? want the, the, the focus to be on the wrong thing. Yeah, it was just kind of like, okay, I wore pants predominantly. And not because, you know, but for me, that's what I felt comfortable in. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like a good suit. I like a good blazer. And so, but these are things that, you know, we as women have to think about because so many people will tie that to something else. And so, honestly, the mental health was probably, like I said, I really grew through this process. I really grew, you know, not only from the stance of I belong here. Mm -hmm. And that was the hardest part for me in determining to run was like, man, I don't belong there. Like, I'm not a politician. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm this girl from, you know, north side of Columbus. You know, my, you know, parents are, my parents didn't even go to college. My parents didn't even get a high school diploma. You know, they got a GED. I didn't graduate college. And so it was just like all these things that I would tell myself that were negative and completely a waste of time. 
Which um, is really why you belong there. Which is exactly the reasons <laughs> why you think you don't belong there. Yeah. Exactly the reasons why you why you actually belong there. Yeah, it was all of this all of this gremlin talk that I would say to myself, and then I had to finally get to a place where it was like, stop, just stop already. Mm-hmm. Like either you're gonna either you're gonna do this and you're gonna go hard because you know you belong there because you represent people who are like you who've come from economically disadvantaged neighborhoods who, you know, are you know you know women who are just really trying to find their way there were so many things that initially I looked at as a negative that really propelled me to being more relatable because they understood I understood what our families were going through and so um, the mental health piece is extremely important Uh, in terms of preparation you have to just be very very open to to the pivot there are things that might work things that might not work and like I said, having a solid team around you of people who really are going to uplift you, um, give you the support that you need, the space that you need is extremely imperative. Like, I don't think I, I know I couldn't have won this election without the team of people that I had around me, without the the habits that I incorporated. Like I said, it wasn't perfect, but I knew what I needed for you, for me. To, to, to be in the, in the space of showing up. Because I constantly, on days when I didn't want to do it, I was like, okay, be the candidate, be the candidate. Like, <laughs> brush your hair, be the candidate. Because, you know, it it does take a lot mm-hmm. out of you. And I haven't even started the journey yet. Like, the journey, I get I, I get sworn in in January. Okay. And I'm already, But like, you're putting a whole year already, actually. You put yeah, a free year, right? I put in a whole year <laughs> just to get to this table. Right. And I haven't even walked in the door yet. And I'm already, like, people are emailing me and... And it's just like, okay, now the mental shift has to begin because people are like, well, I hope you're relaxing. I hope and I was like, no, I'm already on to the, you know, like, because in my mind, it's like, okay, getting here was one thing, but we got work to do. Right. So I also have to start to shift my mindset around getting to the table to now I'm at the table and, and what do we do to create the change? Right. What is your agenda now? Yeah. Right. So what is it? What's going to happen in that time that you're there? Because you fight for all these months to get there. Yeah. You're going to get there. Well, you're there now. And yeah. it's like, okay, well, what's going to happen in the next four years? Because that's going to go so fast. Mm-hmm. And you had ideas and intentions and just preparing for that January 1st, right, when that starts. Um, and I'm really excited. I'm actually so excited for the Columbus kids because finally, guys, we have hope. Um, so super excited about that. Now, let's talk about supporting others. So one of the things that I think both of us talked about a lot was, okay, this was very difficult. I can see why people don't do it. How can we be different? How can we help the next person? Because you didn't get that blessing, no. I feel, to um, especially by people like us to you know, sit down with you and, and say, hey, this is what I did to get here. These are some of the obstacles that I faced. Mm-hmm. This is how you can avoid some headaches. That was not given to you. That that grace was not given to you. But just because it was not given to you doesn't mean that we're not going to give that to the next person. So yeah. let's talk a little bit about, you know, how do we support others? And then even what happens after you win with grace when that mm-hmm. support was not given to you? Yeah. And so, I mean, there were some people who really did, who did offer support. I mean, I can't say no one. I think if for me, there were people that I expected to offer that support that did not. Um, and so that, you know, that's hard. It's just, it's disappointing because, you know, like I said, you have expectations of people and, and sometimes that just doesn't happen, but I received support and guidance from people that I barely knew or didn't expect or that I didn't expect at all, who really went hard for the campaign of, you know, this change campaign. 
And so I didn't take that for granted. Like when people pour into you and do and do take the time to sit with you and say, hey, you should probably do this or, hey, you know, don't do that. I felt so such gratitude because I knew that they didn't have to do that. Mm -hmm. And so um, there were several people along the journey that, like I said, I, I barely knew or didn't know at all who did take the time to, to invest in me financially. Um, just phone calls, emails, introducing me to other people. That might have been the only position they played. They made an email introduction. I haven't talked to them since. But that email introduction led to like five other introductions. And so I think, you know, when you genuinely want to support others and you want to be intentional, those are the ways that you can do that. And there were several people that, that really did take the time and they did that for me. Um, and unfortunately, like I said, there were, there were some people who just, you know, they just, they didn't, they weren't happy about it. They, they weren't, um, graceful about it. And so it just further fueled for me, you know, win or lose, I still felt it was a win. Absolutely. And I had said that from the beginning. I said, you know, for me, none of this will be a loss because I've learned, I've gained, I've connected and I will support the next person because I'm not unique into wanting to be the only person to ever win an election. If that's what you feel called to do and I can make an introduction, if I can make a donation, if I can, you know, say, hey, this is how I did it. God willing, I will always do that. And so winning with grace, you know, is really about succession planning. It's really about opening doors and opportunities for other people because I don't agree with this notion that there can only be one. There can only be a few. There can only be a select chosen few. That's that's BS. I don't I don't mm. believe that. I think that's a um that's not a growth mindset. That's not, you know, uh truly reflective of who I am at my core. And so I want to use and I've always wanted to use this opportunity and this platform to show other people that it's possible. It's possible with the right intentions, with the right support, but that we have to reach back and bring other people along with me because I'm not going to be in this position forever. And, you know, I don't know when that term ends, but I also want to know that I'm grooming, you know, or supporting or whoever's next after me. And if it, that's you know, somebody who wants to run for Congress or state Senate, you know, why would I, why would I stop them from fulfilling their purpose out of ego mm -hmm. when I could just be of service and, and knowing that that person is going to do a great job in that position. So, so I say all that to say that it's imperative to get involved, support other people. And if you are that person who's out here who is, you know, in leadership, whether it be corporation, entrepreneurship, household, politics, politics, don't don't be that person. Don't be that person that is intimidated. That's just nasty and negative. Don't be the block. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> it's not necessary. Mm -hmm. And if in, in you have to question why you're still there. What's insecurity? Like, why? Why? So. So I hope to I hope to I hope to be an example of that. I think I, I think I've already kind of started to show people, you know, that's how I operate. And and God willing, I, you know, collectively have to collaborate with other people to create change. It's not something I can do by myself. And I think that's the biggest realization that any elected official, any person in leadership, it's not something you can do by yourself. And it's not something that I've ever wanted to do by myself. Mm -hmm. I know to create sustainable change in a district our size it's going to take all the same people who got me here plus more for us to all rally around this change. So there's no ego um, 
in me in terms of thinking like, oh, I can come in and just do all this by myself and I don't need nobody. That's that's furthest from the truth. And honestly, I think we as a community have to rally around good people who Mm -hmm. you feel like do represent your community in the right way. Because what we 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 hurt ourselves when we don't, because then good people don't run. They don't win. And then we get stuck with whatever we get. Right. Because that and that is why you should vote, right? Like yeah. so many people, are like, well, I don't, I don't vote because it doesn't make a difference. I can tell you right now. I mean, I, I discovered this a couple elections ago, but I saw it fully live this Tuesday, this past Tuesday, when we saw the election numbers come in. Yeah, every vote matter because yeah. that was the distinction between you know not getting at all in the top three. Or, you know, getting on the top three of those seats. So I think for if you ever wonder, does my vote matters? It does. It actually even matters even more when those midterm elections happen because everything is really decided by by you, right? Mm -hmm. The the local elections are done by the local people. So every election is important. I always tell people, if you didn't vote, don't come at me with opinions because I can't really talk to you (laughs) because you chose not to vote, right? Like if you cannot vote for whatever, then I get it. But if you can, like by the grace of, of everything, go and vote because you are you could be that vote that puts somebody in a seat Mm -hmm. that really can make a difference for your community so i i didn't vote in the columbus district as i live in gahanna but i sure went and i and i was ready to vote for the people and actually one of the people that i know another woman that was running uh you know in this election became a city council woman you know and she she was a first time runner too and you know she had a lot going on this year but she did and she was part of my district and i voted for her and i think it's imperative that you get involved because we are complaining about thi- we are complaining about things that we actually have the power to change. Yeah. And by not voting, we're choosing not to change them. So definitely use your your vote as your voice. And as always, thank you so much. Congratulations. Thank you. We're excited. If you have any questions or need any support with the running election process, reach out to us. We have more stuff coming soon about that. Great things coming up for that. But in the meantime, we always say remember. It's It's bigger bigger than than you. Thank you so much for listening today. We're excited and we hope that you follow us on Instagram, True Print for Life, uh, YouTube channel, also True Print for Life. And make sure that you share, 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 like, watch our videos. Make sure that you follow us on all streaming platforms.